Okay, I'm Unique Love, a.k.a. Yaya, b.k.a. Shakita Banana, poet, blogger, fool enthusiast, therapist, and BFF of Moni. And I am Simone Loud, a.k.a. Moni, poet, writer, audio engineer, mentor, creative director, and Yaya's bestie. And together we are Love Loud, LLC. 2008 marks the year we met at the illustrious Clark Atlanta University. 2016 is when we became business partners. And in 2020, we started our lovely podcast, Truth Carpet. Truth Carpet was inspired by our real life carpet in our dorm room that we sat on with our friends to speak the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Our version of Vegas, what was said on the carpet, stayed on the carpet. On our podcast, we will share original poems, discuss spicy topics, and quench your thirst with this here tea. So grab your drink and let's get into it. y'all what's up what it do what it is you already know what you're tuned into if you don't i'ma let you know this is truth carpet with your favorite best friend duo west coast east coast duo love loud llc it is me your girl moni to the e to the (laughs) and i'm chilling with my best friend shakita banana Ooh, baby, baby, baby. I, I love how I love how you brought us in. I love <laughs> how you brought us in. Now, now, Chiquita Banana got got a single. You want to let the people know when they can catch your single. When is it gonna be out? I think it's gonna drop like September something. Ooh, September. That's a nice month, Chiquita Banana. Yes. Cut my EP on www.lovelawith2ds.com. Ooh. It's going to be fire. 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 She's going to be talking about falling fire. in love and stuff. Because we're going to be falling into the fall season. Autumn is here. Produced by Love Loud LLC. Look out for that Chiquita Banana album. Oh, EP, EP. We starting with the EP. My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, girl, let me know how you doing. It's been two weeks. It's been too long. Since you've been, since you've been, <laughs> feels good when I'm with you, I miss you, I feel good, I knew that I would now. <laughs> oh wow, I mean, mix those two songs again, you really ready for this EP though, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I really do feel good, I've been eating better, you know, prior to this month maybe, I've been eating out a lot. And just like doing rapid meals. And when I say rapid, I mean oodles and noodles. Top ramen, top tier ramen noodles. Dang. Okay. I've had Wendy's. I've had Ani Ramen. I've had just a lot of takeout. So I got to get, I'm getting back to that. I'm hungry, y'all, y'all. Ooh, we getting back to yet. I'm hungry, y'all. Ooh, yes. yes. I can't wait for that. But continue, continue, continue. I haven't been posting anything yet because I kind of want to test out recipes first before mm-hmm, I put mm-hmm. it out on the YouTube. 
But I feel good. I am finding myself getting backed up with work and stuff again. But one conversation that I had with my dad and my brother was, don't let that consume you. You know, do your seven hours, do the best that you can, and don't get overworked by things that you can't manage. I'm working on not letting that overwhelm me. And you know how I know that I'm calm and and at peace and doing good how girl tell me let me know i went to the gym last thursday and i parked my car on a main road it was so early in the morning that i had a ditzy moment of reading a sign that said no parking from 6 a.m to 9 a.m in the meter but i read it like oh i could park here from 9 to 9 30 no problem because the meter said i had to pay at 9 30 so i was like i'm good to 9 30 came back to my car i had a ticket and I was like, oh, no, they read the song wrong. I'm just going to take a video. I'm going to fight this ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I guess by the time my they clicked in my head, I was like, oh, snap. I had a dizzy moment. It's fine. I'll pay the, I'll pay the ticket. <laughs> and I wasn't bothered. Wait, but what time did you park there, though? Seven-something. <laughs> <laughs> Before 9 o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Was the dizzy moment that you thought it was 9 a.m.? No, it was the dizzy moment that I thought I could park there from 6 to 9. But it said no parking from 6 to 9. Oh, Lord, she was about to fight a ticket that she could not win. I'm not a a morning gym person, so I was like, "Mm, this is why I go after parking parking when I could park for free. I don't know why the gym don't have a parking um, lot. But see, at least you got up and went to the gym that morning. I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. The ticket, on the other hand, that's between you and the Lord. I'm going to pay it. I'm going to pay it. But I wasn't stressed out and, like, super anxious or bothered by it. I was just like, mm, I did wrong, you know, whatever. Tip, oh, yeah, I would have been jumping up and down. upset. oh, I got paid this money. But no, whatever. That's called growth, baby. That's growth. called growth. growth. And you know what I'm excited about as far as growth? It is summertime, and summer school is officially over, at least for me. I don't know about anybody else that's teaching, but summer school is over. I've been teaching since August, and it has come to a close. Granted, I love my students, but baby needs a break, and I am excited for the <laughs> summer for me to have a, a nice a nice month and a half off, a nice, a nice month and some change. You deserve it. Thank you. I feel like I deserve it. I feel like I've worked very, very hard. And it felt good to get a compliment from my supervisor letting me know that they enjoy the way that I approach teaching my students. Just overhearing me how I encourage them and allow them to be themselves and be creative and not see me as if I'm forcing them to do anything. And I'm like, I'm glad that that's how it comes off that I'm teaching because that's what I aim to do. I don't want my classes to feel as if you are forced to be there. I want you to have fun. I want your input. What do you want to learn? What are you excited about? What do you want to talk to me about? Sometimes we go off on a tangent, and I just let the students ask me questions sometimes if it's nothing too pertinent that we need to get through for the day. So that is what I I enjoy about teaching and mentorship because that's how you get to know the students. Mm -hmm. Aside from just teaching them what I know, what what do you know? learn from them too. Exactly. You learn from them too, which is why I enjoy it so much. So yes, it's summertime and it's time to kick off my shoes and relax my feet. Yeah. Maybe party on down to the Escape Beacon. Just kick it, okay? Yes, kick. <laughs>
Just the way you be switching the tones is the funniest part. Just, just kidding. Like, there's no transition. There's no transition. It's just like, I'm here now, I'm here. Like, okay. Like, it's a surprise every time. Just like this EP gonna be a surprise. On the album cover, you're going to be in, like, your, uh, the Chiquita Banana outfit. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Yes, she is, y'all. I'm the creative okay. director, so I'm saying that's what the album going to look like. She's going to have on the Chiquita Banana outfit. Like, a beady beady boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Why you twisting your hips like that? <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's funny. Like Hawaiian. I don't think that's what it sounds like. But yeah, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Something like that. I see my hips moving my hips don't land. I'm laying on it. Make my knees clap. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it clap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. I'm excited about this episode, and I can't wait to jump into it. So, you ready for me to jump into this run down? Jump on it. Jump on hey. it. Jump dun, on it. Jump on it. Dun, 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 dun. dun. All right, y'all already know what it is, but if you don't, I'm about to give it to you. It is the campus rundown where you can find out every single thing that is happening in this here episode. First up, we have the icebreaker where Yaya and I will be getting loose, talking about if we won $1 million, what will be the first thing we do with it? Tune in to find out. Up next in Sweet 223, we have our very first poetic sweet guest. It is Joe Virago, who will be reading a very special poem from her very own poetry book. Next up in the cab, we are also going to be talking with Joe about personal growth, personal development. What do we do to better ourselves to become better people? This is definitely a topic that y'all don't want to miss out on. Tune in to every single question and see if you can relate. Then, of course, well, I can't say of course because today we're skipping over it. We usually have a dorm story to give you a scenario, but we're not going to have that today. But what we will have is the announcements going straight into community news where there is something for everyone. So stay tuned in all the way until the end to find out what we have for you. All right, girl, let's go ahead and head on over to Dash Rega. Lego. Don't get me. You take me back to college. Yes. <laughs> so here's the segment, our icebreaker segment, where we get loose. Today we're going to ask a question, which is, if you won $1 million, $1 million, <sighs> what will be the very first thing you would do? Not a list of things, but... Okay, let me ask that again. What would be the very first thing you'll spend it on? That I would spend it on? Yes. Damn, I'm like, the first thing I'll do is call my mama. Right. Okay. <laughs> so like, I don't want you to be like, I'm going to stare at it. Like, is this real? Or like, what do I do with it? Or like, All right, first thing, I'm going to spend it on. Spin that thing. Spin I got that a thigh. milli. 
you know what? A melee, a melee, a melee. <laughs> that is a really good question. I honestly do not know. Like the like the very first thing that I would spend it on. I really I really don't know. Would I buy me some property? Will I help pay off my, my parents' mortgage? You know what? I'm gonna just put that at the top of the list because I don't know, but that just came to my mind. I'm gonna pay off my parents' mortgage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that because they've done so much for me that with me getting that, I'm gonna do something and immediately give right back to to them. So I think that would be the first thing I do. I'll go ahead and pay off that that sweet, sweet mortgage. And the second thing I do, I'll probably go on vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that at the at the top of the list, both for for all of my parents. You you get some money to pay that off. You get some money to pay off. And, oh wait, the other parent don't need nothing to pay that off. It's already paid off. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I still throw them some cash. I throw them some cash for some some renovation. I give them some inner renovation money. That's what I would do. Cause yeah, house already paid off. So renovation money for one parent, and then pay off the mortgage for the the other parents. That's what I would do. What about you? You sitting over there thinking. You said made it seem like you already had an answer. Right, because I know the very first thing I would do is split the money, like a percentage for me, a percentage for my mom, and a percentage for my brother, but that's not spending the money on something. Right. So the very first thing I would do is understand that I deserve. So I would go on a, like extravagant getaway for maybe like, 10 days. I love saving money. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm not fugal, but if I can be fugal, I'm going to be fugal. Like, <laughs> when it comes time for me to spend money, I spend it, but at the same time, it takes me a while to spend. So, I can want to go to Hawaii, I can want to go to New Zealand, I can want to go to Africa, all this stuff, but I know it costs money, so, like, it always takes a little push or just, like, reassurance and Deter- like my friends are determined or whoever the other people are determined that they're gonna go and I'm like alright man here go my lump sum of money we gone <laughs> not lump sum and then when I go I have a, a blast but just the thought when I think by myself and not with other people I'm like I can't afford that I had the money to do it but it's like I'd rather see it sit in my savings opposed to be spent yeah. on something so that's why I started off saying I deserve so that's the first thing that I would do. Not by myself, though. I'll take my family with me. Like, yeah, that's nice. I mean, you not like, by yourself. Not like all oh, ten, like whoever. <laughs> was. Like, when I say my family, I mean like me and my mom or me and my brother. You know, they could they could use their parts to invite other people if they want. But I'm right. not paying for like a whole bunch of people. Yeah. But yeah, I think my family deserves a getaway just to enjoy themselves because everybody's always working. Yeah. So. Just to, like, be able to get away and breathe will be amazing. And not even have to think, like, oh, I'm taking away money from these things that I could be spending on. Nah, no, this is an extra, extra million dollars, you know? I deserve a meal. A meal, like a million dollars. No, Mama D had a song called, I Des- you never watched Love and Hip Hop? I did, but I don't remember <laughs> that song. Oh my gosh. Whoever's listening, I know whoever watched Love and Hip Hop, y'all remember Little Scrappy Mama when she was singing and she thought she was going to have like a full blown music career and she was like, I deserve, I, okay. Well, I think people that's listening, <laughs> maybe uh, Tina, Joe, and, um, who else would know? Kiki. Kiki know. Ooh, Kiki know for sure. 
Kiki, you know I deserve. I wish we was live so people could call in. Like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> no, I used to watch the show, but I don't remember that. Wow. Dang. Yeah, we, one day we're going to be live, y'all. So we be like, call the number one. What, what's on your mind? Right. Like, yeah, I just wanted to let y'all know that I did watch that show. It, I never liked that song, like, for real, for real. But, you know, I still watch Love, Love and Hip Hop. You know, they coming back on. Next caller. <laughs> <laughs> So you're gonna use your, you're gonna spend your money to pay off your parents' mortgage, and I'm gonna spend mine on vacation. Are you going to let the parents know that you're paying off the mortgage, or is it gonna be a surprise? Oh, it's most definitely gonna be a surprise. I'm not okay. telling them I'm gonna do it. No, I love surprises. You know, I love surprises. Ta-da! Look, <laughs> you know, I definitely would want that to be a surprise. We we'll have to figure out exactly how to do that. But I would definitely want it to, to be a surprise. Yeah. Or if I just know the amount that's left over, just give them a check for it. I don't think I'll be able to do that with my mom. Really? Because she'll, like, give her a check for it because I feel like she might just go buy shoes and, <laughs> like, clothes and, like, oh, no, you know, whatever. Like, I will have to just literally pay pay <laughs> it to where I want it to go. Yeah, at least we're both doing something for family. For family, with family. Family is important. Word. That's all for our... Get loose. Get loose. Get loose. Hey, get loose. As a goose. (laughs) We going over to uh, Sweet 223 now? Yeah. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sweet 223. Today, we have a very, very special guest, our first poet that is not Unique Love or Simone Loud stepping into the room, stepping up to the mic to give us a piece of poetry. We have Miss Joe Virago, the CPO, not CEO, of Keep It Vertical, who will be reading for us today, The Boxer. Joe, when you're ready, give us a show. Inside that boxer is a man that once was young. His childish features and abilities have not left him. He's still able to cry as a child, to smile as a child, to hurt as a child and feel pain as a child. Only with the fight of a man by his side, the punches are thrown, the pain is felt, but the fight goes on. And though there's only one victorious person, his opponent fights another time around. But there was a time when defeat would come and he would lose with the shame to try again. To get back on his feet would only foreshadow another loss. But that is when he was a boy. That boxer has grown into a man. The man fails only to try again until he succeeds. The boy is filled with shame after a loss. The man fights round one, ding, round two, ding, round three. And if he loses, there's always another match. He waits the next fight ready to claim victory and though he fights the fight of a man within him still lies the features of a boy the boxer (laughs) and yes love it love it love it oh my gosh that was really good i saw i felt like a i i saw the visuals as you were speaking in regards to 
this boy that became a man and his life when he was young to being old and the fight that he went through from when he was but let me let me let me not talk too much <laughs> about what I loved about it and what I heard we want we want to hear from you first about the inspiration but behind the piece so I actually wrote the boxer when I was in high school and it was so silly because my auntie came to school one day and I don't remember exactly what I had done that particular day, but whatever she said to me about my behavior in a class or something, and I wasn't a, like, I never had poor behavior, but I did talk a lot. So maybe I was talking too much one day and whatever she said to me really hurt my feelings. So when I went back to class, I was crying and this boy, this little Oh, this little obnoxious boy just yells she's a what did he call me he called me she's a wolf in sheep's clothing or a sheep in wolf's clothing that's what he said I was a sheep in wolf's clothing he was like everybody thinks she's so strong but look at her she's crying and I'm just like what the hell like so you mean to tell me I can't be strong and fight and do all this shit but still be able to feel emotions to cry to be sad to be frustrated and so I actually wrote the boxer that same day because I felt like despite what you see me do on the outside, despite I may fight and be victorious, I can still do all those childlike things, cry, be sad. And I mean, even in the sense of like being playful, but that's not even necessarily what that poem was about, but I can still do those things and be a strong person. So that's why I wrote The Boxer because a little obnoxious boy tried to call me out in class and I was crying. That's crazy. <laughs> the fact that a, a boy would try to call you out and call you a sheep in wolf's clothing for being the strong black woman that, <laughs> that come on are. now with my with my guns up you're right and but That's nobody had ever seen that side of me either I never walked my head down but I just also don't want people to think that because you do those things that doesn't mean that you're not strong you know that doesn't mean you're not a fighter you just had a moment you you fight those rounds but you get right back up and when I was young maybe I would fight and be like damn I can't can't do it no more now I'm a Man. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that about a man. I was thinking about that too. I don't know. But. A woe man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's still very fitting just thinking in regards of the art form of poetry and how you can take your own experience and then flip it and make it a whole completely different character. Like that's one thing that I love about writing. You can take one thing and make it into whatever the hell you want it to be and then leave it open for interpretation for when somebody else listened to as a reason, whatever um, inspiration they get from that piece. That, that's the Absolutely. beauty of art. Absolutely. You can take pain and turn it into power, you know? Mm. Um, you can take all those moments and tell yourself a story that makes you feel better about them, you know? Because even though I did feel bad when he said that, if I continue to wallow in like, damn, what if I am a whoop in sheep's clothing? I could have told myself that story as opposed to telling myself the story of, no, I'm still strong, you know? And so that's a skill that I've learned through writing, telling myself a story that I can believe enough to make true, manifest. <laughs> Ooh, exactly. Come on, you better preach. It's dropping gems already. We only in the, we only in the poetic sweet section, okay? <laughs> okay, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> but yeah, I really, really do love the piece, but Speaking in regards of being the strong Black woman that you are, can you please let the people know who is Joe Virago? Joe Virago is the CPO asset, not CEO, of a positive lifestyle brand called Keep It Vertical. 
Keep it vertical means to keep your spirit lifted. The foundation of my brand is a self-published poetry book titled DCFS, which over here means delicately caring for savages, but in other realms, it means the Department of Children and Family Services. So the book consists of poetry that I wrote as a suicidal and depressed child in the foster care system. But I wanted people to know that despite that background, despite how I was when I was young, you know, um, I turned all of that into now my positive lifestyle brand, Keep the Vertical. Keep speak, uh, speak no evil, sorry, hear no evil and see no evil. Keep your head up and your spirit lifted. So I just want to allow people to have products, merchandise, anything. We have mugs, phone cases to just hold with them as an internal message to stay positive. Because when I wrote those poems in the book, I wasn't really talking to anybody about how I felt, but it came out when my aunt realized that I was self-harming and cutting myself like in the living room one day. But had I had a message by my side, maybe a phone case, a t-shirt, something when I was by myself, that would have helped me as opposed to taking those acts that I was taking before I started writing more. And then now that's how we got the book. So that's Joe and Keep It Vertical. And we lift spirits until every spirit is lifted. This marathon continues, baby. <laughs> that's a powerful message. I really love that. Personally, I work for Child Preventive Services. So to see that you took the, that acronym and flipped it to be something positive is amazing. And then you took something that was burdening you and hurting you to make it strong for not just yourself, but for other girls and boys or women and men, non, you know, associated right. to use that message to empower them as well. So that was beautiful. That's, I love your, um, your company and the meaning behind it as well. Thank you. My dad actually found um, all of that poetry in my grandmother's garage 10 years later. And I knew I had to do something with it. He was cleaning out my grandma's garage and was like, what is this bag? And I was like, oh my God. And at that time I had been through therapy. I felt a lot better about myself and I just couldn't believe that I had ever got there. But I knew that because I had reconnected with those feelings that I had to get it out to share my story because I felt so new at that point 10 years later. And that's awesome too. Thank you for what you do, honestly, in that work because being in the yeah. system and just encountering different people. When I meet people that are foster parents that work within the system that help really take care of kids that were like me, I really thank you guys. So thank you for what you do on behalf of every client and kid that you touch. Yeah, thank you for thanking me. I appreciate it. It's tough work, but you know, once you are actually able to help a child, help a family, then it means, like I, I'm speechless. I can't even say what it means to me to be able to help people. Right. Like what Ty say, it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That part. <laughs> Somebody got to wash the clothes and wash them. Exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's got to get done. <laughs> I mean, oh, until we can hire people. Amen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I also want to add to that. I love the fact that you wrote it at a certain time and it came back to you when you needed to see it again. Like that's the one thing that I love about memories. You just, you do things, put it in the box, store it away, wherever it just happened to be. And you stumble across it again at the exact moment that you needed to see it. Absolutely. That's also what I find so powerful. So in the moment that you needed it and found it again, you were able to take that and give it to others who also needed and remind them of like, who they can become, what you have been through does not have to determine where you are going or, or who you are presently. You can ultimately change 
Hello, what are we talking about today? <laughs> I feel like it's the perfect segue into talking about personal growth, personal development, becoming a better person. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You want to go ahead and lead us over into the, the next segment? Hot topics. Let's go, girl. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Welcome to our cast, which is our hot topic segment. We have with us a special guest coming over from Suite 223, straight to the cafeteria, Miss Joe Virago. So today's hot topic, we are talking about personal growth, defining personal growth, what that means to us, what that looks like if we've experienced having to go through trials and tribulations and overcome those and our story behind it. So you always know, I always say, let's just jump right into it. So first <laughs> question, <laughs> who are you aside from, you know, what we define ourselves, career, daughter, these different titles, CPO, all those different things, labels, who are you aside from that? I am just a little girl that likes to read. <laughs> Outside <laughs> from all of that, I'm like a little nerd. Uh, my personal page, aside from my business page, and actually the name of my LLC is That One Girl Joe, because I always felt like I was this little bitty ass girl that didn't nobody pay attention to, which is like, oh, you know that one girl, you know that one girl Joe, like, you know her. That's always how I felt. Like, I was just really small and like, not like in a negative, invisible way, but just like, I was just like, oh, like, I just, I'm just me. You know, I'm a liberty girl. I like to read. I'm a nerd. I watch uh, Harry Potter. I read all the Harry Potter books. I like to write. I like to research stuff, which is really interesting. If I don't know something, I look it up for hours. I'd be in rabbit holes of YouTube videos, Google threads, page 36 on Google. Like, what? So, <laughs> Aside from all of that, I'm just that one girl. You can find me sitting in the corner. If I've ever gotten lost, I remember running away as a kid one time, or they said I ran away. What I did was I left home, turned on, I left school, turned off my phone and went to the bookstore. And nobody knew where I was at. Wow. So, that's, the, that's me. The bookstore though, like of, of all the places to go, like not a park, like not somewhere to meet up with a little booth thing or something like that, going to the right. movies. You went to so, a bookstore. Or I was dead ass at the, as a matter of fact, I'm sorry, I was dead ass at the library and they swore I was with a man. I'm like, no, I'm oh in these books. <laughs> and I, see, not even a bookstore, it was the library. Hey, knowledge, she knew knowledge was power, y'all. She, she knew the, the power in the knowledge, okay? In the free library card. Yes, right, I mean. right. <laughs> I'm like, do kids even have library cards no more? Like, do they go into the library and check out books? Oh my they God. Do. They still they do? do, but I don't think it's as popular. That's it, was, it was such a big thing when I was in school to get a library card Absolutely. and check out books. Absolutely. It was part of your grade. It was a homework assignment to go to the library, get your card, and show it to the teacher, and then that was a marking. And it was so popular. It was like also the beginning of responsibility because you had to turn yeah. like book back in by the due date and you had to owe some money. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, you want to extend it? You still got a little stamp in the book, you know? <laughs> right. We love books so much. We had book fairs. They brought the books to our mm -hmm. cafeteria and put all the tables up on the wall and turned it into a library. Like, oh. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Wow. Library. Memories, man. 
right. Young, young personal development, right? <laughs> baby personal development. I, yeah, I was baby personal development, reading books and stuff at school. I wanted an ant farm too. I was oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I remember those. I never had one, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I just wanted to watch them. I don't, I don't know. So this question for me was a little difficult to try to answer. Like just considering that I've always believed like, accomplishments are a part of who I am like I got my degrees I worked hard for that can nobody take that away from me I have my bachelor's I am a master (laughs) at what I learned right so but after giving it some thought and thinking back to who I was prior to having any of those things I am still a resilient compassionate creative writer mentor you know I I don't need a degree or title to solidify those attributes in me. Like being a friend, daughter, sister, cousin, like that's just who I am. I'm giving. I always strive to ensure that everyone I care about is taken care of. Y'all know me. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter like what I'm going through. I always try to make sure those around me are good. I've been writing since I was in elementary school, so that's it's like second nature to me. And I've always strived to ensure that aside from everyone being good, like I love with my heart on my sleeve and I enjoy making sure that people around me have a smile on their face. So whether it's me, you know, giving a gift, throwing a joke, you know, uh, just providing a good time. Like that's, that's me. That's, that's who I am. And so, you know, I don't, I don't need nobody to tell me <laughs> or a degree to tell me how creative and, and passionate I am about the things that I do and the people that I love. When thinking about this question, it made me think about being in middle school or whatever class I was in and the teacher said, so write an essay telling me about yourself. It's like, huh? Like I could write you about Martin Luther King or anybody else, but when it comes to me, who am I? Like without saying... I'm the daughter of this person or I am like Simone said the using my degrees because that's easy like that's easy to do but the best that I can do with answering this question is describing my characteristics which are I'm witty I'm dependable I'm creative goofy and sweet I'm resilient I went through some stuff but I'm able to overcome it and even though in that moment I may not be able to see that in the moment in the time I'm able to look back and say yo I went through a lot of stuff that I've overcome. I'm tough, but I'm also soft. Like I have my my ebbs and flows with who I am as a person. And I'm the result of a girl who's gone through some trauma and I'm still learning to overcome those things and to learn from those things. So like the world sees me as this butter, this uh, butter, what's it called? Like really goofy, energetic ball of happiness. But then sometimes I have to like decline from that because I'm also hurting too. So it's like two sides of a coin that I am. I definitely feel you. And I appreciate you bringing up the fact of like having gone through trauma, but like learning like to get through that. I saw a post the other day, which is basically saying like, people have to learn how to stop blaming the things that they've gone through or the way that people have treated them and using it as an excuse for how they are as an adult. You have to learn how to um maneuver through your life differently like go see a therapist or talk to somebody about it or do what you need to do in order to get through what you've been through in order to become a better person you can't you can't keep blaming other people for the things that you do and just say this is just the way that I am is it though <laughs> <laughs> or is it the way you still want to be and then you exactly. know people not right. going take that for a long time I remember telling myself as I got older that I couldn't put my trauma on a resume 
Because that's not what's going to give me a job. That's not what's going to get me paid. I couldn't tell nobody like, well, you know, I was a foster kid. You know, I went through this. I went through that. My mom did this. Because after a while, that's not what's going to push you forward. So you not even in a sense to where I needed to tell myself, like, forget about it. But I had to tell myself I couldn't keep telling myself, telling that story in a way that wouldn't push me forward. Like, that's not what they're looking at on my resume. They care about my accomplishments and what I've done and those things. So I had to come out of that because, like you said, it doesn't, ain't nobody going to say, oh, you know what? That's why she mean like that. Because her mama was mean. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. Right. That's fine. Cause you and your mom keep your mean ass over there. It's kind of like how you said earlier, turning your pain into power. Like how, how can you have that work for you? Like you've been through this. Okay. Let's try to, we turn into something positive. Like every negative thing turns into some, something positive in transforming in a way where it's like, it's benefiting you opposed to hindering you or hurting you. You can most definitely transform your life in many different ways. If you want to. Agreed. Yeah, and it's just always easier. Just like I said, with writing the essays about Martin Luther King and everybody else, it's easier to talk about other people. It's easy to point the finger at somebody else. But when you have to stare yourself in the mirror and see what's going on with you and what you face and how you can overcome that, it's hard. It's not easy. So some people get comfortable and just sit in their shit because they feel more, they feel better, but you're going to get a rash from that. You're not going to, you're not going to be healthy sitting in that pool for as long as you're sitting there. So go to the bathroom, dump it out, clean yourself. It may take a while to heal, but clean that boo-boo butt and get over yourself. (laughs) Analogy. I love it. I've never heard it like that, but I will never forget it. Right. Clean that boo-boo butt. (laughs) I just made it up. You said clean. You just made that up? Yeah. Oh my God, girl, that sounds like a story that's been passed down from generation to generation. (laughs) Go go ahead, clean that boo-boo butt. You sat in it too long. What's wrong with you? That's that's something you learn as a child. You like the flies, swatting the flies and stuff. Like, why are you swatting the flies? (laughs) You got some shit going on that you need to take care of. The the flies are your friends trying to tell you something is wrong and you like, no, it's okay. Stop swatting the flies. Let them tell you it's a problem that you stink. Your shit don't smell good. You stink. <laughs> you need to clean it up. The flies try to tell you something. You just swatting them. You're right. Yo. You've been asking for a sign. They go to sign right there. <laughs> Your shit stink. <laughs> oh, I'm carrying that forever. Yo, I'm weak. Oh my gosh. That's funny oh as hell. God. That's the funniest shit all day. That's that witty part of Yaya. Right. Exactly. <laughs> She told y'all who she was. Right. <laughs> she told y'all who she was. <laughs> told him and showed him. Right. So what we're talking about different situations, kind of like I feel like Joe, when you were telling talking about who you are, Simone, when you were talking about who you are, you kind of hinted towards something that you went through. So specifically, what are some life situations that stands out to you that you believe contributed to making you a better person? See, I, I got a I have of quite a few honestly but what I'm going to go with is being a teacher because Mm. it has contributed so much to me being a better person by teaching me an abundance of patience but also allowing me to see life through a different lens that I didn't even know existed like being around (laughs) youth is so inspiring because the way that they think the way that they, the way that they care, the way that they share, it's, it's an amazing experience to be a part of their process in regards to education, but also in regards to building personal relationships and seeing how they grow and how they change and how they learn 
through through their young years and knowing that I had a hand in their personal development in their youth going into being a teenager or a young adult. It was one time when I was teaching middle school, I will never forget this. It was one young lady and she she was also she was also in foster care actually. And she was being bullied. And the reason why she was being bullied is because one day she came and I think she had on the same outfit that she had a few days before. Her shoes were run down and you know she hadn't had her hair done. Like it was very noticeable. And because of the way that the other girls were treating her, she decided, well, if y'all treat me like this, let me go ahead and act the way that y'all are presuming me to be. So she started acting out. She was such a sweet girl. And I hated to see that based off her circumstances that she was being teased. But not only that, she was basically giving them a show. So I talked to her. I spoke to her to really understand like realistically what was going on with her and she broke it down to me she basically told me how she she was pretty much she was missing her mom and um she had just been placed in like a new home so she was struggling with like adjusting to that new life and then having to come to school and deal with people making fun of her and her own new adjustments and then her shoes were run down. So with the permission from the school, I was like, there was something that I knew that I could do, but without permission, I wouldn't be able to do it. I had a brand new pair of shoes that I had never worn. So I decided to gift her those pair of shoes. It was small to me, but I know for a fact that it was big for her to be able to be gifted something that not only she needed, but it kind of just changed her trajectory and thinking of like how people actually, you know, can care for her. Like it doesn't have to be someone that she's in the home with, or it doesn't have to be whoever she deals with on the daily basis outside of school. Like I wanted to show that, look, I'm here for you. I got you. And I also spoke to the other girls. And I know from that day forward, as far as I know, they didn't mess with her again, because I had to teach like, you can't treat people any way that you want to treat them. Think about how you want to be treated. You can't treat people that way. And that was my first, that was actually my first year of teaching after undergrad. And I think that's one of the biggest life-changing experience that I had. Cause I've, huh, I really, really wanted to do something. I really wanted to do something. So I was happy that they gave me the permission to be able to do that. I almost cried y'all. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw it when you did that. I was like, okay, she getting emotional. But that's, that's okay to get emotional. And yeah, it's a beautiful story. And it's okay to get emotional because that just emphasizes how how that, story, that situation hit home for you and how important that was. And then it also shows everything that you're doing. You're still a mentor. You're still <laughs> teaching. You're still yeah. loving that. So maybe that was kind of like a situation that you had to go through Very to let you know story. that you are doing the right thing in the work that you do. Exactly. I definitely think so too, because I never saw myself going into education at all. Like I was like, oh, I'm just going, I'm going straight to Hollywood. I'm going to be a writer. Hey, bye y'all. Peace. But <laughs> I was given an opportunity um, to use what I learned in undergrad, undergrad and be able to teach youth about film and dance and writing. And that's when I was able to come across these students and share within their own personal stories and be able to be help for them more than I thought that I that I would be and I ended up enjoying the work oh I missed them (laughs) (laughs) let me think now you know what I'm actually really glad that I did have you go first because 
your story made me think about something, a experience that I would say shaped my life outside of what I initially thought about. I would say that going to college changed my life um, because when I went to, and this was like my first year of college, if you know my story, I went to UC Santa Barbara for one year and then I took a year hiatus and then I went to University of Phoenix. But in that going to UC Santa Barbara and being what was like by myself for the first time in my life, even despite, I wasn't very far, but I was like by myself. And when you talked about the girl being bullied, I used to get bullied in elementary and middle school. And it wasn't until I really got to college and was by myself that I learned how to use my voice and how to stand up for myself. And there were times where I had to defend myself, not like fighting wise, but to tell somebody like what you did was not okay with me. That wasn't right. When I never would say anything, like when I say I was that little girl sitting in the corner, I was always sitting in the corner, you know? And there were times where I had to say that things were not okay, but I also learned in college <laughs> that when I used to say that things were not okay, the way that I would express my anger was not right. I did not realize wow. that I had anger issues until I went to college because that's when I had got really upset about something somebody did to me. And I, I uh, lived on the black hall. I went down a hallway and I was socking all the walls. I was boom, 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 boom. I was so upset. Girl, one you of no, I look, no, I was not right. One of my homeboys came and he grabbed me and he put me in a room. He was like, what's wrong with you? And I didn't realize I had a, I mean, knowing me now, yeah. you could never, girl, I could never, honestly, I'm so different than who I was when I was going through all that trauma that I really don't believe it. If I didn't literally live in those moments, you couldn't tell me that I would be going around here socking walls, yelling down the hallways. But that was my first experience with how I expressed anger. And that's when I realized that I needed some help because what it was, was I didn't defend myself for so long that when I did start defending myself, I didn't have that balance. It was just like, now I'm overly defensive. Yeah. So going to college really taught me one, like how to defend myself and then how not to defend myself, how to choose my battles. And I learned the balance of all of that and the recognition of I had a problem. <laughs> Girl, you was going down them halls like you was on Bad Girls Club. What's that episode like? I ain't gonna sleep because of y'all. Cause y'all yeah, gonna right? sleep because of me. I ain't gonna sleep because of y'all. She was out there like banging pots. Girl, I was, I'm telling you, I didn't care whose door that was, whose wall that was. I was socking the whole thing. Boom, 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 boom. I, and I, I was, girl, I don't know. And it's so funny because if I guess I socked the wrong door because the homie came outside and was like, get your ass off this <laughs> They're like shut up oh I, I i love him hey. so much to this day because of that shout out to godly brand because i don't know if he knows but he, he definitely saved my life and my mindset that day <laughs> see at least you had somebody that cared about you and let's be like yo what's going on you need to cut this out it wasn't like a public safety that came and got right. you and you got locked up for a night or something like that or nobody called right. the police like you you it happened and you were able to like think about and process, all right, this this is not what, what should have happened, but you were able to process it in a way where it didn't really hinder you too much. And you were still able to learn in that moment by having somebody that cared about you. Yeah. Then I really learned the power of like friendships and leaning on people because then I'll, you know, it was it was a lot. College really shaped who I am today, just having multiple experiences, but that one in particular. Oh yes. Learning about myself. Right. Yeah, I could I definitely agree with that too. College is a 
is a is a is a full blown experience. We definitely pay for the experience. Right, right. <laughs> if nothing else, and the food, I guess. Thank you, Sally Mae. I'm still paying for my experience. <laughs> Shout out to whoever about to uh, cancel these student loans for real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please, somebody. Oh my gosh. So for me, um, when Joe spoke, I kind of wanted to change my answer because college changed me as well. But I'll stick to my original one, which was my first full-time job um, as a like full-time salary job. Ooh. I'm always a person who's really timid, really meek, keep to myself. When I in that moment, I would never say yes to this, but looking back, I was a yes man person. Anything that you told me that I that you needed uh, me to do, even if it wasn't in my job title, I'll do it. I'll go the extra mile because I just the way that I saw or thought work worked was that whatever your boss told you to do, you had to do it. I didn't know about this is your um your job description and you stay within that description. I thought I can get in trouble if they asked me something else differently and I didn't abide by it. But I would never come home to my family and complain about what was going on at work. I just always ate it up because I kept things to myself. I stayed quiet about things. But finally, I started to open up about one thing, which I said on other podcast episodes, which is that the women at my job, they were gossiping all the time and they were putting more work on me and certain people and they weren't really doing much themselves um, as far as the program. And when I finally spoke up, coworkers and my family at home were like, no, your job title is what is this? And you're doing that? Like, that doesn't make sense. Um, and then also my salary didn't match. Like I was basically getting paid what a secretary would get paid, but I was working as a social worker in that job. So it was like a lot of thousand dollars that was off of that. I never thought that that was my truth or reality for me because the people that were higher, like my director and my direct supervisor, they were black. So I never thought that they would do such a thing like that to me. I never knew what crabs in the barrel was. I thought like, oh, these are like in my head, not, I would never call them my sisters, but in my head, I'm like, we're sisters. Like we're, we're all black. We're all um, young black professionals. You go higher, you'll pull me up kind of thing. Um, and then I asked them that too, like, oh, well, I'll be able to do this and that and these certain things in the program. And they're saying yes to me, but they're also like using and abusing me at the same time. One day, my coworker um, was asking me something or trying to get me to stop doing the extra work. Um, and this was after I had resigned, but I still had time, you know, that I was supposed to be there. And she was like, come here, come here. And I was like, no, I'm trying to get this together. I don't care about the powers that be. I care about the people that I'm working for, the clients. She was like, stop and come here right now. And when I came back there, I saw somebody's uh, stipend, basically, of what they get paid, which was kind of three times worth that I get paid. And I was just like, wow, like y'all really, y'all really playing me. This is y'all fading me right now. So in those situ, in that situation, I learned it's okay to say that's not in my job description. It's okay to say, no, like, bro, this is not what I'm getting paid for because people will easily put their responsibilities on you. So I learned that I had to speak up for myself. I learned that I had to not just know my worth, but speak up 
about what my worth is. And at the end of the day, I have to care about me because not everybody, just because they look like me, doesn't mean that they're going to care for me or, you know, caring for me or about me as much as I do is different, but care about me in general no, like you can laugh, you smiling in my face, asking me these things, but then you laugh. I'm like, huh, we manipulated her no more. I'm done with that. That's crazy. And that's what I learned. To, to think that because we, we, we look like one another, I'm a black woman, you a black woman, and we in this job together, we should be looking out for one another. And it turns out that's not even the case. That's hella messed up. Cause you would think like, it's already people outside of us that want to tear us down. Why would we do it to each other? And that's right. the really fucked up part about it. Like we're supposed to be looking out for one another, regardless if I really know you like that. But because I'm a black woman and you a black woman, we should make sure that at least we are good. At least that's how it should be. That's how I see it in my in my mind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But some people just see it as like, oh, you know what? We have an overzealous person that wants to know everything in the right. field. You know, we could also teach her our goddamn job. <laughs> <And> so <then laughs> You know, they don't even think of it like that. They just think of it like I get to kick my feet up. But right. that's not, you know, I mean, karma karma comes back and it gets people in all type of different ways. And you just go around taking advantage like that. And then people just end up taking advantage of you. And it's unfortunate, but it's also the energy you put out. So I'm very glad that you got out of that situation and that you learned from that. Because it's still people like even at my old job where I was working, I used to tell people all the time don't do that. Like you're not getting paid to do that. And they, and they, they say different things like, Oh, I want to prove to them that I'm deserving. I want to try to move up. Right. And it's like, okay, you keep doing that until you end up that you'll probably be in that same exact predicament three months from now. But you, it takes, it, it takes awareness to know what you want and what you deserve. You yes. Deserve. Come on. Deserve. <laughs> you deserve much better than that. So you use the word awareness. I want to flip that and talk about being lost. Has there ever been a time that you felt lost anytime Mm-mm. in life? Mm-mm. And if so, how did you go about rerouting yourself? So as I said about college, I took that year hiatus when I went. I left UC Santa Barbara because it was really expensive. And my aunt was like, you should do out here and do this. And so I'm just like very impressionable at the moment. I'm like, all right, you know what, you're right. Let me, let me go do that. They did raise the tuition. Um, so that year hiatus that I took of trying to figure out, I do, I want to go back to school. What school do I want to go back to? Should I go back to Santa Barbara and go to a S- a SBCC or what, like, what should I do? I felt completely lost. I ended up just getting a job at one point, just somewhere like basic, like a grocery store, I think. And working and making money because I knew that I still needed to save for myself as I was figuring it out. And the way that I redirected myself is I asked myself, what do I want? Like, and now I, that's my, that's my practice to everything. When it comes to a moment when there's a fork in, my, in a row, I just be like, Jemana, what do you want though? Like, what do you want? And whatever it is that I want, I find a way to get that based on the resources I have available. I knew I wanted to go back to school, but I didn't have the resources to go back to UC Santa Barbara. I actually attempted to go back to UC Santa Barbara um, after my year hiatus. And I think I only spent the semester there because like I said, financially, this didn't work out. So in me knowing that I wanted to go back to school enough to even try to go back here, I just found a school that was fitting to the resources I had available at that time, which was I needed somewhere local. I needed somewhere that wasn't so time constraining because I needed to still have a job because at that point I was really on my own. And that's how I ended up going to University of Phoenix because the classes were from like six to 10 o'clock at night. So it would still allow me to work a job, 
they had satellite schools in the event that I wanted to move anywhere out of state or out of city. And it worked perfectly for me because the classes were really small. So there was a lot of intimacy there. Every single class was like six weeks long. So I had a lot of people's building skills because I was meeting new people in intimate settings every six weeks. We had group projects every single class. So you had to mix with people and you had to know how to talk to different people about different things. And that just worked for me. So I felt lost initially because I didn't know what I want to do in my life. And I just redirected myself by saying, what do you want? And then what resources do you have? And then I got that. <laughs> hey, that's great that you were able to ask yourself those questions and then able to take the time to assess and be like, okay, well, what do I really want to do? Because sometimes you, you, yeah. have to, you have to give yourself that, that, that time frame to think like, it's okay to not know what to do or what you want to do. I feel like some people have right. it in their mind that you have to have it all right. figured out by a certain time. And we know- <laughs> Oh God! We no. know that that is most <laughs> definitely not the case. Like not even close. Like we can still be figuring no. things out by the time that we're fifty, depending on what we're trying to figure out. But nothing is ever going to always be completely figured out. Right. Just knowing what to ask yourself and giving yourself the time to figure it out is what's most important. Absolutely. And knowing what you want and being able to be like, this is what I want, and I'm okay with that. You know, like, and if, and it, and it's gonna change. It might change. You know, but being okay with that also, you know, and just, I had to just be patient with myself and not think, like you said, I had to have it all figured out because I think that's what attributed to me feeling so lost. The fact that I thought I lacked something I was supposed to have, which was a life mm. plan. But I don't got no full life plan today, you know? <laughs> Yo, you, right, so I'm saying, you make, you make a list, right? I'm putting this on my life plan. I'm about to have this by this. Ooh, two kids, husband, car, big ass house. <laughs> I don't have any of this. What did I do wrong? Baby, you did, the, what you did wrong was write the list okay. <laughs> and, thought you, was gonna, <laughs> and right. thought you was gonna have it by a certain time. You can manifest things that you want, but don't put a due date on it because if you don't have it by that date, then you're gonna feel disappointed that you didn't achieve what you really wanted. You still got time. Right, especially if your resources don't match up with what you have mm -hmm. available. Now, if you want something that's within your available resources and you don't accomplish it by a time that you knew was long enough for you to do it, not that so you should feel bad about yourself, but you do need to assess yourself and say, okay, you know what, let me get a little bit more disciplined in how I'm doing this. But if you want a million dollar house with the resources that provide you a $10 lifestyle, get out of here. <laughs> that ain't gonna yeah. work. Yo, folks are trying to manifest, ooh, I wanna manifest a million dollars. Okay, but are you putting in the work to get a million dollars? Like, what are you going to do to get a million dollars? Like, work ethic. <laughs> right. <laughs> you barely gonna make a hundred dollars right. talking about you want a million. <laughs> You'd be better off trying to play the lotto for two dollars. Like it. That's how you gonna make it, baby. Just keep taking your little two dollars, get the little lottery ticket, and one day you gonna see something. Maybe. <laughs> There's a chance. Right, a slight chance. You know, slim chance. Okay, so a time when I was lost. First thing that comes to mind is when I was laid off from my job. My world literally crumbled around me. I was still mourning the loss of my Nana, which had was less than a year prior. So still dealing with that. And then after being laid off, like I was distraught, confused, worried, depressed, angry, any emotion under the sun that you can think of. I literally had no idea what I was going to do. Had to file for unemployment, then come to find, I'm like, okay, unemployment only going to last so long. I'm applying to all these jobs, going to all these interviews. Nothing is hitting. But then I'm thinking, oh, well, now I finally got time to write. I've been wanting to write more. Now I don't have a full-time job. Now I can pursue my passion. 
But with all the emotions that I had going on, my creative spark was dead. <laughs> I could, it was so hard to try to ignite the fire that I needed to be as creative as I wanted to be. I'm like, what is wrong with me? This is what I asked for. Why am I not able to create the work that I've been wanting the time to do? And then I realized it's because you're depressed. <laughs> it's hard to pull out anything that you, that you truly desire when you don't have the desire to do it. So me realizing that, and then it got to a point where I'm like, okay, I need to make a decision because now I have no job. Unemployment is not enough for me to pay for my rent and my bills. Things are running low. At one point I used my credit card to pay for my rent. Now my um, debt is building up and I had to make the decision that I really didn't want to, which was to move from LA after being there for six years and go all the way back home to Oakland. Literally move back into the place that I moved out of that I never thought that I would have to go back to. It's like when I'm when I moved out, I just like, oh, I'm I'm never going back home. Why would I, why would I move back home? I got my own apartment. I'm living through the struggle. This is what life is supposed to be, right? I'm supposed to be trying to figure it out. I'm um in, in my in my 20s, this is my years to try to like make all these mistakes and figure out the things that I'm supposed to be doing. So when it came to the decision of finally deciding to move home, I felt like a failure, a legit failure. And it initially felt like a burden. It literally felt like damn girl you put in all this work got your master's degree you got laid off from your job now look at you you ain't shit like I literally felt like that and I was like what am I supposed what am I supposed to do luckily and I say luckily because COVID ended up turning the pandemic turned into a blessing so me moving home initially felt like a burden but it turned into a blessing because I had to turn my negatives into a positive and understand what I was going through and why I finally understood that I needed to be around my family. I, I felt like I never got to properly grieve when my Nana passed away. So just being back in the environment of being at my Nana's place back home, just feeling her energy, that helped me heal. Being around for my baby sisters last year of high school, that helped me heal. Being around my, my dad and being able to visit my mom more often and my, my stepdad more often, that made me feel more alive because I was so far away when I couldn't afford to come home all the time for holidays and things like that. And being closer to like, just being closer to everybody, my entire family. And on top of that, bringing it back up again, turning that pain into power because I was hurting so much, but I was able to find you know, a therapist that I love working with, that I've been working with for almost two years now. And it's truly, this experience has truly transformed my life. I found my creative spark again. I've come up with so many creative ideas and who it just, just realizing like how I felt when I first moved back home and being so distraught and disappointed about it. I didn't tell anybody. Like, I can't let people know I'm back in Oakland because I got laid off from my job. Now it's like, I moved back home and I literally was able to make something of myself and develop myself mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I feel like a more well-rounded person. And now I feel like now that I've been here and done what I needed to do, I feel like I'm at a, a transitional point in my life. And I was like, it's okay to go off and do other things. Your family is good. I honestly feel like my my Nana 
brought me back here in all honesty I felt like my time in LA was the time I needed to be in LA and it was my Nana who brought me back here to help me realize what the next steps that I needed to take in my life I hear her voice all the time (laughs) like listening to the ancestors is real y'all if you really truly sit and be quiet and truly truly listen they talking to you and I hear her every single day so I am truly blessed to have been brought back home to truly understand where where my life is headed it was truly was a blessing burden turned into a blessing come on somebody (laughs) yeah I don't know how I can go after that but I definitely want to suggest we title our podcast episode pain into power because it's it's going with the flow of this episode and it's hitting everybody's mark I I definitely love that gem that Joe dropped for us earlier so for me the most common thing is feeling lost with what you ladies mentioned earlier about those time stamps in life and comparing myself to other people we have you know our friends and family in our face but more in our face is social media. So seeing people just look so radiant, glowing, having babies, getting married, the car, the vacations, the house, the new job, all these quote unquote great things that's going on. It like, it does lower my, um, the pride that I have for myself or the, the self-esteem levels that I have for myself. Even quote unquote, as simple as seeing somebody in a quote unquote happy relationship. The quote unquote part is important because what helped me to pull myself out of it is just knowing that it's what people are going to show you what they want you to see. Yeah. That goes for social media and that goes for real life as well, too. I can talk to somebody face to face, but they're going to only announce to me what they want me to know about them. They can hide all the other things that's going on. I forgot what it was, if it was a tweet, if it was. Another podcast that I was listening to, somebody said something about don't get hyped up about the car, girl. It's just a rental. And that's one thing, too. I'm like, oh, she got an Infinity. She got a Lexus. She got this or that. And I got this car or whatever. And I love my car, but it's not like high class bougie like that. But, girl, it's a rental. So are the purses. So are the clothes. So are And some people don't, you know, it's not a rental. But at the same time, the choice that they made is not the choice that I made you know they may be accountants I didn't choose to be an accountant I choose I chose the the career path that I made so for my career if I am comparing myself to somebody it should be people that's within my lane but then also with that comparing somebody to somebody it should be myself what did I go through earlier like when I look back at Lil Ye I'm like yo I was ambitious I literally would come home just to sleep every morning I was packing breakfast lunch and dinner going to uh, be a substitute and going straight from substituting to internship and then other days it will be from substituting to class to internship and I would rarely ever see my family that little yay was mad ambitious had several jobs going on and that's why I should be competing against not the people that's on Instagram and posting, flicking up, looking all happy. And they, I don't know what battles they're going through or not even my friends. Like I say, see my friends. And to me, I'm like, oh, they don't got no stresses going on. Like when I'm upset about me dating a guy or something like that, I'm like, oh, I'm, well, it's me. I feel so down. Da, da, da. But then when people open up, if it's not about a relationship, it may be, they may be going through stress with their family members or they may be 
getting um, notes on their door because they're struggling financially and they may have to, you know, leave their home. So everybody has their own thing that they're going through. And what I'm still learning to do is stop comparing myself to other people. It may not necessarily be comparing myself to Instagram people, but just in general, stop comparing yourself. You are your own person. And just let that be what it is. Amen. Yes, be your own person. Real quick, in regards to social media, everybody stop looking at people that's pretending to be somebody that they not. Like, just post whatever the hell you want to. I honestly don't understand why people got to fake the phone. Like, I'm going to fake it till I make it. Whatever. I'm not into that. I'm going to to post the, the realness. I'll post myself with makeup, without makeup. I'll post when I'm upset. I'll post when I'm happy. Like, I see no reason as to why to portray this fake life to other people that necessarily don't even really care about right. me. Right. Like, <laughs> right. And most of the time, I'm just posting for myself. I'm not posting for other people. Game paying you, honey. You're not sponsored. <laughs> I'm posting it because I wanted right. to. <laughs> right. I want to go back and see it myself. <laughs> So we talked about some negatives. Let's talk about the positives. In order to get yourself out of those low places, what are some things that you've done to improve yourself? You know what? This one is kind of easy for me because I just recently started back doing it. I listen to YouTube affirmations. Like I find mantras. There's one titled Everything Always Works Out For Me by Abraham Hicks. And it's, I used to listen to it every single morning on my way to work for the past six months until I quit my job uh, three weeks ago. And I hadn't listened to it since then. And I told myself the other day, I said, I really want to listen to that. Like, I really want to listen to it. I just felt this urge to listen to it. I listened to it. And at uh, the freelance job that I was doing that day, I found a box with $400 in it. I've never found $400 in my life, $422 to be exact. I can break down how the bills were because I was just so psyched out. I have never found that amount of money in my life. And this was like four days ago after telling myself that I wanted to listen to this uh, mantra again. And now that I listen to everything always works out for me, whenever things happen to me, I'd be like, it doesn't matter because everything always works out for me anyway. Like... Come I remember on. losing Amen. my keys at work and everybody was like, oh my God, where are your car keys? Where are your car keys? I had just bought this car. This was like two weeks after I bought the car. Where are your car keys? Uh, I was like, I don't know. I don't know y'all, but I'm gonna find them. Like everything always works out for me. I ended up having to buy a new car key that day. It was like $300, but the guy gave me like a 50% off discount. And nice. then they found my keys two weeks later, which was good. Cause then now my mom got a key. My boyfriend got a key. Everybody got a spare key. I got a discount. You get a key. You get a key. You get a key. <laughs> to one car though. Like I'm not giving out multiple cars. <laughs> I'm not giving out cars y'all. Just keys. Just keys to the car. Keys, 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 keys on that night. Just keys. So... In listening to those mantras, I really, it really gets to the point too, because I like to repeat them when I hear them so that when they do replay in my head, they don't replay in anybody else's voice, but mine. So if you do listen to those YouTube affirmations, I suggest repeating them so that when you hear them, you don't hear this man telling you everything's going to be okay. You hear you telling you everything is going to be okay. So that's what I do. And that's what I've been practicing to just really get my subconscious mind in order. Cause it's not about my conscious mind. The things I consciously do, I know what I do. I'm trying to get the things that I don't know that I do together. So when I do something unconsciously, it's still done in love, truth, light, and it's right. Love, truth, light, and, and it's, it's right. right. That was a bar, you heard that? Oh, she was out. Now we speak bars Drop a beat. Somebody drop a beat. Come on. DJ, <laughs> <laughs> where you at? <laughs> Oh, man. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love it too. <laughs> and I, I love that you learn to not be worrisome because being so stressed out, like where are my keys or where am I going in life? We, we only worry about things that are not known. We worry about the unknown and it stresses us out and it puts us in a state of depression that we're not feeling like ourselves or we become lost again. If you just learn to let that go and speak those words of affirmations and manifest positive light into your world, girl, you you were just stressing so much that the keys was probably under in your bag, on the bottom of the bag, and you was you were touching the bag, the keys the whole time. But if you just breathe and not let it bother you, you'll come up, you'll come across it. So I love that you. We're like, girl, I'm okay. It is what it is. What's meant to be is going to be meant to be. And you found the $400, which paid for the right. keys plus more. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> right. Yo, crazy story real quick. I thought I lost my wallet once. I thought I had actually put it in the trash and then put it in the dumpster. I was literally in a dumpster looking for my wallet for like an hour and a half. Come to find, it was in, it was in the, my apartment, but it was on my bed under a piece of paper. Happens to me all the time. Not the dumpster. Not the dumpster. I literally, I had to dumpster dive to find my trash bag to see if my wallet was in the trash. Because I literally couldn't find it. I, I'm like, was I high? Did I put it in the freezer? It was in the refrigerator? Y'all was going through it. Oh, God. That sounds <laughs> That's only ever happened. That only ever happened once, though. I've only had to dumpster dive once for something that I thought I lost, and I actually didn't. But that was, oof. Girl take a better look look closer it's probably right in front of you i don't know who that's for but god said it's right in front of you, Lord said right. Right in front of you. lift your hands and receive this message today right in front of you. <laughs> all right so some things that i've done all around like mentally physically emotionally spiritually i truly decided i think most like within the past two years when i had to move back home not change everything about me but i guess to transform like just improve so I took up meditating a lot more. It's something that I've tried to do daily. I definitely have made like healthier eating choices. I feel like that has definitely um, improved my my way of life a lot. Just this working out a few day, a few times a week, eating healthier a few times a week, <laughs> making sure I got my my cheat meal on the weekend. Just simple is it, like, is it a burger? It probably is a burger or a burrito. You know I love. You know what I love. You yeah. know the key to my heart. <laughs> but yeah, I think just doing, also doing little things here and there. This, it's usually not even something super big, but as long as it brings me some type of peace, even something as just choosing my boundaries. I think the most important thing that I've learned more to do is to listen before I speak and choosing my words wisely, like. My emotional intelligence has grown tremendously. And I know people can attest to this. I'm not quick to respond. I'm not, I'm not trying to give you like a quick comeback or a smart ass comeback just because I know it'll possibly hurt your feelings even though I'm telling the truth. Like I try to make sure that what I say is with love. And I try to, I try not to, uh, I try not to be rude. I really try my best to improve the way that that I speak to others because I used to just go off on the tongue and not really care what anybody thought about it because it's my words it's my world and you just happen to be in it so you're gonna hear what I got to say when I want to say it <laughs> so I definitely think me taking the time to do that and then also 
praying for what I need opposed to praying for what I want. For example, like I'll play, pray for the discipline that I need to get to where I want to be because there's no point in praying for what I want if I'm not putting in the work to gain it. So I can't just like the same thing, whether you want to call it praying or manifesting, same thing we talked about a million dollars. I can't just pray, Lord, send me a million dollars. No, Lord, I pray that I put in the work at this job to help me get to where I need to be in order to maintain the money that I need for what I want. You know what I'm saying? So you can't you can't ask for one thing but not put in the work to really to really gain it. It's just it just doesn't coincide like that. Right. You can't just think it's gonna happen. Like money don't grow on trees. Dreams just don't fall off the sky and land in your lap. If it do, please tell me where to sign up. Right. Hey, let, let me know where the money tree at. Hey, I'll grow one in my backyard. Need a hundred dollars today. Right. But even if you have a money tree. You still have to water it. You still have to sort, you know, love it and talk to it, play some jazz music for it, make sure it gets some sunlight, all that stuff. You have to put the effort into making sure that that money tree is healthy. Hey, hey come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so something that stood out, Moni, that you were saying was knowing your boundaries. That was, that's still important for me because even when it comes to friends, calling you because they need your support in that moment but you might be going through your own stuff and may not be able to take on what they're dealing with so just knowing your boundaries and your friend respecting those boundaries in that moment is important as well so I think that that's what I took from all that you said you know that stood out to me because I was just telling myself that yesterday like girl set your boundaries and let your friend know what those boundaries are and not just like being selfless all the time because being selfless could become heavy. So you got to make sure that you can let people know. You like that? You like that, boy? I see you waving your hands. Waving yes, hands. yes. Being, being selfless could become heavy. Say it one more time. Say it, just say it one more time. You hear my voice, listen. right? Like Joe said, you got to hear your voice. You got to hear your Yes. <laughs> <laughs> say it to yourself. Say it to yourself with your chest. <laughs> 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 Oh my god! So for me to improve myself, I'm still, y'all, bro, it's been so long, but I'm still working on the water thing. But instead of going so many days without drinking water, I am implementing that. Um, but what helps me is working out. When I go to the gym or even if I work out at home, it's like a mental vacation for me. And I think the music helps and the podcast help as well. But when I'm working out, I'm not thinking about that quote unquote problem that I have. Um, and while I'm making myself physically stronger, I'm also making myself mentally strong and giving myself a break from what's been bothering me. I also had to learn to talk about what's bothering me. I portray myself not on purpose, but I'm a Virgo. I portray myself as this prim proper princess and nothing affects me negatively, even though if it gets to be too much, then you'll be like, you'll know because I'm snapping on you for some reason. But I've learned, <laughs> I've learned to speak up about what's bothering me and let the person know, let others know if it's something with me or them, I had to talk about it. Come on, speaking up. Okay, that's another hey, theme of the day, true. Speak up. <laughs> speak up for yourself, don't be scared. Okay. Say what you mean and mean what you say. <laughs> what you say. How do you go about setting goals? So I like to think of goal setting as like a, 
three-step process. The first step is I just write down everything I need to do because I do goal setting sometimes by the day. Like if there's a lot of stuff that I have to do that day, I'll write it down what I have to do. I fold it and I put it in my wallet just so those are like my little daily goals. But I'll write down everything I've got to do. I then base them by priority, like which ones is most important, I'll write a star. And then I write, I or I write and highlight on the opposite side. So like I put the star in the front and then on the back, I put a little dot for which ones will take the least amount of time. Because some goals are not really important, but they only take five minutes. So it's like, if right. I do this, then right. I got more time to allocate to the other things that are more important. And I literally have a notebook in a, a page in my notebook of like 50 things that I just need to do. Like whether it be something as small as like, uh, add this little document to your website, make this little card or something as big as like complete this client's website. And I'll put all that on the list. And then I just document it by priority and time. And then that's how I decide which ones I need to do, which ones I'm going to do. And because I have a daily planner, it asks me like, what are the three main goals of the day? I can pull from that list of 50 to say, okay, I can do these today, put the other ones off tomorrow. So that's how I go about setting goals, whether they be small, big, long-term or short-term, because I just write the list of everything I need to do regardless as to how much time it takes. So then some things end up being on like 50 lists because it's like, mm -hmm. it's gonna take you a long time to do that. But I just need to remember that this is what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, organization. Right. I was about to say, did you read my blog on time management? I was you... thinking about that blog too. <laughs> you hit some key points, being organized, prioritization, like all yes. of that. Making a list. I put right. all of that in there. This, this is bomb. That's because you, you, you already know what you're talking about. That's why you're the perfect person to write the blog. Because list is bomb. <laughs> Lists are bomb and being able to prioritize and knowing like, okay, this can wait. It's not as important as this. All right, I can do this. This this end of the week, I need to have this done by Tuesday. So like, it's important to know like when and where to place the things that you need to get done, and knowing how long it takes you to do it, so you know where to place it. Timing yourself—that's in the blog too. Shameless plug. It's time management. Work smart. It's on the Love Loud website in the blog section, <laughs> written by Simone Loud. Take a little read if you want to. Time management tips. Hello, <laughs> hello. But no, I, I definitely, I wholeheartedly agree. Because like the way that I approach my short term and long term goals are pretty much the same by deciding what I want to accomplish and breaking down realistically how long it will take me to get it done with the understanding that I won't be hard on myself if the goal isn't met by a specific date, depending on what it is. Because sometimes you have a specific date for something and like that's your deadline. You have to get it done by then, which means prioritizing it to put it first at the top of the list. But sometimes when it's something more like maybe like a, a five year term goal or like a, a six month goal, like depending on what it is, sometimes like trying to set like a specific date to have it done it may be more realistic to just say within this time frame of six months I want to have this done opposed to saying by July 5th I'm gonna have it might not be July 5th sometimes things happen obstacles occur life happens exactly and you have to readjust with what happens and it's okay if it's not met by that specific date you don't it's okay to have a timeline but don't put a hard stop on what you need to get done. Just be, you have to be gentle with yourself when it comes to, to setting your goals because in the end, hard work is gonna pay off. Great things take time. I say that all the time. Depending on what you're working on, whether it's a building a business, writing a book, whether you are trying to plan a trip, like sometimes you just have to adjust with, with what happens and go, go with the flow of, of what you need to get done. 
that that's really all it is to it. Knowing, knowing what you need to get done, how you're going to get it done, but knowing that you may not get it done by a specific date, go with the flow, baby. That's the answer. So for me, how I go about setting goals is I didn't think, you know, day to day kind of things. I thought about like life goals or what's next for me. And the only thing that I could think of is whenever I find myself uncomfortable with where I'm at, like I start to feel like, mm, am I settling in life? Maybe it's time for me to create a new goal for myself. So I was a substitute teacher and I knew that that wasn't going to happen for me. So maybe it's time to actually really find a grad school to get into and study and graduate and then find a job and then maybe not get comfortable in that position, but find a, a job where, you know, a higher position. Okay, now you found that time to move up now and not get comfortable and settle but it always comes when where I feel comfortable because I remember when I graduated I mean when I was in college I studied psychology and people were always ask me um, if I really wanted to become a psychologist if I really wanted to do what I was studying and I said yeah and they were like oh because you know a lot of people they go to college and they get a job afterwards and they get comfortable in that position so whatever it is something else that's way different than the degree that they study for they get comfortable in that um, or even if it's not what they studied, something that they're ambitious about, something that they want to do in life. They may say, I, I've always wanted to be a fashion designer, but I got this job being um, a planter. I, I, just, I still really, really, really want to be a fashion designer, but I'm comfortable. I know I can plan. I know I've been doing this for so long. This job is promised opposed to starting fresh as a fashion designer. So whenever I get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, no, sorry, I, be, I get uncomfortable with being comfortable. So whenever I'm comfortable or if I feel low or lost, that's when I start to readjust the goals that I have for myself. Even in terms of life goals too, you can still put the give yourself that time frame of realistically how long is it going to take me to do this okay I need to go to grad school how long is it going to take how many years is it going to take me to finish grad school what do I need to do after grad school what's my my um my plan for finding a job or finding a mentor like just having it in mind what you need to do creating a plan and then prioritizing the goals that you need to fulfill what's on your plan but that's a that's someone with the forward thinking mentality I'm not a forward thinking, I don't forwardly think in most times. So I plan for a moment and just most times live in a moment, but I'm also a proud procrastinator. So many people have a negative, <laughs> use the word procrastination as a negative thing. No, I get a lot of work done. I work well when I'm under pressure opposed to when I know I have a due date and I'm like, okay, a little bit here, a little bit that, but that most of the work is put in at the end because I work well under pressure. So I'm finding that in my life too, with doing things or going about things, that's just how I work. So you listening out there, just because somebody else gives you tips about how to time management or how to do things, you can use those, yes, if you want those people's advice, but find what works well for you because even if P. Diddy or Oprah or Beyonce says, this is how I do X, Y, and Z, just because it worked well for them and it's been successful and all these great things have come from it. That doesn't mean that that's going to fit you. Life is not a one size fit all. Improving yourself, 
managing things, setting goals is not a one size fit all. You have to find out what works for you. Exactly. You definitely have to, you have to try it to see if it works. And then what you find out, like, that don't work for me. I can't, I can't do that. It's kind of like, it's the same thing with like working out, whether it's come to being healthy, when it comes to time management, when it comes to literally anything in your life, when you want to have right. children, things like that. Like you can't go based off what other people do. You can take the advice you could, I like to say, um, read the chapters in your own book. You have to follow, follow your own. the yellow brick road. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have to read the chapters in your own book. Like I said, you can look over, you know, at somebody else's book and be inspired by what they did to get to where they were. But at the end of the day, you still got to come back to your book and finish your own chapters. <laughs> and then once you finish, then you can go on to the end. It's never ending. You, you have your own story, your own journey to go through. And I really love that you said that you get uncomfortable being comfortable because that is the exact opposite of where the majority of people are. Like 99% of people are just so comfortable and comfortable and are uncomfortable being uncomfortable. So I love that you have that confidence in being uncomfortable. Thank you, girl. You're welcome, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Like Cardi B. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> my tongue. <laughs> All right. So what are some things? Sorry. Go back. Bring it back, baby. Bring it back. Bring it back. Back that thing up. Mm, mm, mm. All right. <laughs> what does personal development mean to you? And how is it even important? Or if it is, ooh, it's, it's definitely important. It, like, right. If you, if you listen to anything we said today, you better understand that it is important. And personally, in my very personal, very basic, very, I don't got much to say about that opinion. I think personal development is just being a student of life. Like just always being willing to learn and always getting better. You know, a student is always learning something, no matter where you are. And one thing to remember about learning is you are not always learning what to do. Sometimes you look at people's situations and things, and then you learn what not to do. So don't look at every situation right. like, what can I take from this? How can I change my life based off this situation? What can I do now that I've been here? Sometimes you learn what not to do now that you've been there, you know? And I think when we're learning, we don't always focus on that. And for me, I've learned that mostly from my parents because growing up in foster care and my parents dealing with a lot of different things, I learned a lot of initially what not to do from my parents. And I thought that that was negative because I wasn't learning. But when you learn, don't take that route, don't do that thing, don't behave in that manner. That's a lesson that you can take with you that when something happens, you'd be like, oh shit, I learned from my mama. Don't do that. <laughs> and that's still a learning experience, whether it was a one that you deem as positive because you learn how to make money or one that you deem as negative because you learn what not to do to make money, you know, you so or how not to lose money. You know, my mama, I, I used to put money in my bra growing up and that's how you lose money. Right. <laughs> I was, I lost like $20 trying to be grown. I was a little middle school girl trying to be grown. They had no chi chi that's what we call them. And my mama would do that. <laughs> and when I did that, I was like, I don't have what my mom has. So I learned not to do that from my mother, you know, because I, yeah. I wasn't doing that way. Uh, so personal development is just being a student of life and learning what to do in some situations. And then in some also being willing to learn what not. To Come do. on now. Yes. Very important. <laughs> I think it's similar to what I'm going to say, but just in a, a, a different form, I'm saying it a little different for me. I think it's a combination of allowing mistakes to be lessons, learn through what you, what you've been through, grow through what you, what you've been through. You have to allow your experiences to, to teach you lessons, whether it's something that you should or shouldn't do, like you said. And then I also believe that 
sometimes you we have to bump our head multiple times until we realize damn I got a headache something ain't right with what's going on you know how like when you play the video game and it get frozen and your character keep bumping up against the wall you're like <laughs> like uh you feel like dang it's kiss key like you can't get that's why you can't get your character to move in the right direction like I want it to go this way but it can't continuously bumping into the wall like what's wrong with this you gotta pause take a moment breathe back the hell up take a slight step to the right or the left and then walk through the door open to possibilities to make yourself have a better life you just you like you're literally one step away from improving improving your life it's just how many times you were going to allow yourself to continue to go through the same thing before you realize okay something most definitely needs to change because i'm pretty sure between the three of us we've been through some different situations where we've bumped our head multiple times before we was like okay let me go ahead and take a take a pain reliever real quick <laughs> and then let yeah. me let I me think about let me think about what i have been doing and how i can change this <laughs> Oh, wait and you know what we can't forget we got to turn pain into power <laughs> personal development yes. turning pain Period. into power the theme of this entire episode you know what I'm saying okay so for me um I'm thinking about yesterday I had a conversation with my cousin and we were laughing talking about things that you see on Instagram or Twitter that they say black men black moms say this and it's like Yo, we were all kind of raised the same way. You thought you were raised in your own house, but every Black mother or every Black parent kind of told us the same stuff, did the same things to us, and it's crazy, right? So when we were younger, the specific thing that my cousin and I were talking about was you're crying or you're upset about something, and your mother tells you, stop crying before I give you something to cry for. But I'm already crying. What you mean? Like you gonna beat? You gonna spank me? And I'm already crying. <laughs> so, it, 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 what it taught us was to to stop. What it taught us was to hide what we're crying about and keep it to ourselves. To not let other people see us hurt because it's a judgment that comes with it. It's a negative stigma that comes with crying and relieving yourself. So for me, personal development was even though other people view me crying and taught me that it's not okay to cry out in public. It's not okay to look weak. It's not okay to wear your emotions on your sleeve. And even though I still do, cause it's natural to me, I beat myself up about it. So learning that those situations or those things that I learned is not truth and having to reverse those things that I've learned so that I can be comfortable with who I am. No, crying is not a weakness, it's a strength. Speaking about and expressing your emotions is not a weakness, it's a strength. And those people who can't do that, they're struggling and they're pinning it onto you, just like Joe said earlier, that guy who said, oh, look at her crying, she's a sheep in wolf closing. No, bro, you need to learn how to cry too. You want me to teach you? <laughs> let it out. Little, let a little snot drizzle a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> like, do you, boo-boo. Do you, boo-boo. <laughs> All right, here goes the tissue. Right, here's the tissue. The tissue is going to be there, but let the tears out. And with that, too, as far as dating, as far as losing things, as far as finances, as far as battles that you face, when your parents, when my parents see me upset about something, just think about a baby falling down. You pick up that baby like automatically, like it's okay because you want, because it's hurting you to hear that baby cry. 
because you kind of feel the hurt too it's like oh no soothe baby soothe here's the pacifier but at the same time you're telling that baby to shut up so with that you learn too when I go through situations oh forget that forget him it was a dub I'm good no that ain't hurt me when you really still hurting inside so what I've learned to do is all right, it's a situation that it's, it hurt me. Let me feel through it, opposed to trying to put a Band-Aid on top of it. Because I'm putting all these Band-Aids on top of it without making sure there's no blood, without putting the alcohol and clean, cleaning it out. That when I take off the bandages, it's a hot mess up under there. So I didn't even clean the wound that's, that's hurting me. So if I don't do that, sit in it, let it heal, give it some time, give it some fresh air, pray over it. I'm still going to be hurt at the end, so... Those are some things that I've learned personal development. And the word personal is a highlight too, because I can't look at other people to do it for me. Simone can give me all the encouragement that she wants to do, but at the end of the day, it's up to me if I want to listen to that advice. It's up to me if I want to change. It's up to me if I want to clean and heal that wound properly so that when I move forward, I'm okay and I'm stronger than where I was before. Absolutely. Amen to that. Like overall, like okay. personal development is personal. It's your story. It's your journey. It's your life. You could take from this person, that person, read a book, listen to affirmations, watch a show. But if you don't choose to make the changes, nothing's going to happen. Change that boo-boo <laughs> diaper. Change the diaper. <laughs> Exactly. You're gonna get right. Don't keep swatting flies. Right. Don't be keep swatting flies. <laughs> you asked for a sign. There you go. There you go. Right. Oh my gosh. Y'all, I really, really tremendously enjoyed this conversation. I feel like we hit on so many great points. I'm sure we have reached our listeners in ways that they probably didn't even expect or we didn't even expect to reach them in regards to and sharing our experiences and how it possibly relates to to them as well. Giving giving advice, being of, uh, of mentorship and inspiration, aspiration, motivation, all of that. So I'm really, really grateful that we had this conversation. It was it was most definitely insightful. I loved it. Right. So before we close out, we're all ladies who like words of affirmations. You guys, I, I don't think we were recording when I said it, but I have my little stick here, my Palo Santo stick, which brings around positive energy. But prior to us recording, I also pulled a card. And um, I think it's, it's really good for me to read on the episode. So it says... The moment I embrace my peace within and surrender the outcome is the moment that the universe can truly get to work. Mm. I'll read again so that people that are listening can read it for themselves and hear their own voices. The moment I embrace my peace within and surrender the outcome is the moment that the universe can truly get to work. Yes, let the universe get to work. Mm. And surrender to the outcome, just being open to whatever is in that door when you open. Right, just being vulnerable because you right. don't know what's on the other side, but you just got to be ready no matter what. And you got to trust right. that God in the universe is always working in your place. Right, leap of faith, baby. You got to believe you'll be caught. There ain't no cliff and at don't the be door. Scared. Right. Yeah, don't be scared. Right. Do not be scared. Don't Either you're going to be caught or you're going to get the wings to fly. Either way, you're going to be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you fall, it makes you stronger. It makes you better. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> All right. But before we leave, we have to have Miss <laughs> Joe Virago, the CPO, Chief Positivity <laughs> Officer <laughs> of Keep It Vertical. <laughs> you have to let the people know where they can find you. 
Okay, well, before I do that, look, if everybody got it before we leave, <laughs> before we leave, I just want to say that I am so grateful for this conversation today. I'm so grateful for you guys reaching out to me. This was an amazing conversation full of things that I didn't pre-meditate about. You know, I, I thought through some of them. I, I read the questions. I thought through what I was going to say. But then we got here and it was like, wow, I didn't say none of that. <laughs> I said what Aww. I was supposed to say. So I, I just love it. And I'm just grateful for being able to share this information with y'all, you guys having this platform and having me here. So thank you guys for what you do and for being open to not only create a platform for yourselves, but to share that platform with other people. Like Absolutely. That. Thank you for being here, girl. Yes. So now that the platform has been shared, uh, you would like to share your platform with me. If you guys want to know where I am, if you guys like to follow me. If you want to get a spirit lift, you can find me at keepitvertical.org online, or you can find me on Instagram at keep it's vertical with one underscore and that's where i'm yes oh she got <laughs> blogs also she has merch y'all she look she got fanny packs t-shirts phone cases socks, right mugs, mugs bathing suits baby clothes workout clothes green beans potatoes tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> whatever you need she got it to help you keep your spirit lifted because we Amen. we not singing no evil we not speaking no evil and we not listening no. to no evil okay None of that. Check out the coloring book. Yes, coloring book too. See, everything you need to keep your spirit lifted over at Keep It Vertical. Thank you, Joe. It was an honor, a pleasure to have you join us. I am so full from everything that we had today. Thank you for joining us in our cafeteria. Thanks for coming to our room, Sweet 223. This was amazing. I'm just, wow. Glad to tour the campus. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) it's time for announcements it's time for announcements it's time for announcements it's time for announcements i feel like i dropped a key today (laughs) it didn't feel the same baby girl just know that you won't be featured on my ep okay Ooh, that's fine i have my own ep we let's see which one do better then They'll both be on the website. Just put auto-tune on mine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, for our first announcement, we have our question of the month for July 2021. What is something you do to give back to others? It can be one thing. It can be a few things. But just let us know what's something that you love to do to give back to others. And that can be volunteer work or let other people know that you love them. Yes, and of course, y'all know we always giving away a little shum shum shum. We giving away a discount code again. So if you entered in for June and you did not win, go ahead and enter for July and try to get yourself in on this discount code so you can get yourself some love loud merch. You feel me? Also, y'all, do not forget. Y'all know how we'd like to say, please like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, okay? Love Loud LLC is going to be coming out with some new content. And if you want to find out our answers for our June question of the month, as well as our July question Question of of the month, month, and all of our other question question of the month, month, it's on our YouTube channel. So please, please, please subscribe. Let us know what you think. Throw in some comments. Share videos with others. Like, like, like. And let us know what you think. Y'all know we love feedback. Yes. And speaking of feedback, if you enjoyed our podcast, kindly let us know by sending a review via email, comments on our social media, or a DM. 
Or if you know us personally, send us a text. Mm-hmm. Let us know. We like to know if you know that you know that you know. And that's what I'm talking about. Oh, slide in the DM. They about to slide in the DM. They gon' slide in the DM. Hey. They about to slide in the DM. Sometimes I wish I did have somebody sliding in my DM. Nobody slides. I don't even think they tap, like, on the door. <laughs> <laughs> or you like the one where they roll the ball in there and be like, hey, I lost pink from my ball back. I lost my ball. They used to do that. What year was that? I don't know, but I would take it. So if you out there listening, roll the ball in the DM. So I, I can't, can't say that you. for myself because I know I'm picking you. <laughs> It'd be the wrong person. I'm like, up oh, to hit your ball. Take it back. <laughs> I'll throw it back. Like, you know when they be throwing the ball? You deflate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, even I think they have a deflate emoji. You should let the air out of it. <laughs> That's a, that would be a gif. <laughs> All right, y'all. Last but certainly not least, our very last announcement. Check out our merch, y'all. Go to the website. Head over to our shop section. Check out our t-shirts. Check out our mugs. We got mugs now, y'all. We got crop tops now, y'all. Yes. Hot girl summer or whoever's hot summer. It's the summer and it's hot and we got crop tops. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if your name is Patrick and you've been living under a rock, we have been having sales. So shout out to the people who've been ordering. Using those sales um, promotion codes to get them some merch um, on the crop tops. There's mm-hmm. graffiti writing. It's so cute. Right, crop tops and t-shirts. So you don't want your little belly out. Or, or your big, big belly, belly out. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, ain't no Right, we got regular tees, y'all. We have regular t-shirts with our new graffiti design. So please head over to the shop, take a look, take a peek. Our poetry books are still there. Our promotional pants that we started out with from the very, very beginning, they're yes. still there. So support us, y'all. Support us. Thank you. And thank you so much for all your support, those who have supporting, been supporting us thus far. Thank you for tuning into our episode and... Oh, well, we can't. We got, one more time. We got to thank Joe for coming on to the episode. Yeah, that was fun. It was. CPO of Keep It Vertico. Right. Great conversation. conversation. Make sure y'all head over to her website and check her, check her out. She would definitely appreciate y'all's support as well. So thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all already know what it is. We'll be back in your ears in two, two weeks. weeks. Stay black. Stay proud. <laughs>